0: you're listening to the a scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com and here are your hosts a scully and sid talk sid talk um, before we start this, uh, the topic for Before the After the Show discussion is... Before
1: the Before the After the Show discussion?
0: The topic this week is, we watched a new movie last night um, from our friend Kevin Smith.
1: This is kind of the Before the After the Show discussion.
0: i was a uh, been a fan of Kevin Smith since day one. In fact, I saw Clerks and then told you to see it, and then we've been fans of him, kind of, mostly. <laughs> I-, I would say mostly fans of him all the way along.
1: When you're a fan of someone... You're a fan. You don't... No. You don't give up on them.
0: So last night we watched his new movie, Tusk, um, and we have some thoughts Briefly. on
1: it. Briefly? No, no. I mean, brief discussion doesn't need to be very long. This is before the, after the show discussion. So
0: yeah, we watched it last night, and I am going to go on record and saying I hated oh, the movie.
1: You hated
0: it. actually hated it. You
1: didn't hate it, because there are parts, you didn't dislike Now, I
0: it. judge a movie on, when I've seen it. If I would want to buy it and put it in my collection, right? Um, with something like a Kevin Smith movie where I'm a fan. I've actually got Kevin Smith in fact in this room mm-hmm. I've got Kevin Smith comic books signed by him on the wall, right? So I am a fan of Kevin Smith and I always have been, aside from There's what
1: you're saying, you measure a movie whether well, you'd want to buy it. And if you don't if want to I'm buy a it, fan you of a it? movie. No. Oh, okay.
0: I'm a fan of a person like that, like, I, I buy Paul Thomas Anderson's movies, and if he made a bad movie, I'd probably, you know, I'd say the same thing. But bad to
1: you. To mind. me, yeah. yeah.
0: So this Tusk movie, I disliked, and it was for many reasons, and uh, we don't really want to spoil what the movie is. Mm-mm. We can say, well, in the synopsis, what the movie is. It's a,
1: so, I don't understand, did you hate it, or you just didn't like it? Because hate is very strong. No, I
0: actually hated but it. Hate I, I would never like, want to watch it again. But it has um,
1: some redeeming qualities. There are
0: moments Yeah, very little for me. Really very little. And I love Michael Parks yet
1: I hate even the dramatic. Michael
0: Parks part of this movie didn't really float my boat at all.
1: There's a lot of difference between that and hate. Let's just clear that up. I think you're being dramatic for podcast sake.
0: Now I actually yeah. also I actually also hate Zach and, and I'll say hate Zakam Miri make a porno. And recently it was on Netflix and it recommended it to me. Because right. you so, like
1: Kevin movies? Kevin's right, movies. Exactly.
0: So I, I sat there and thought, well, maybe I didn't give it a good enough go, and watched it again, and I felt exactly the same. It's it's um, it's it's very juvenile, and while the subject matter actually sounds interesting, I think the two people make a part, you know, because they're down and out and stuff. It, it's just Kevin hasn't got a handle on it at all. He's too like he's like a twelve-year-old when he writes jokes. So it, that didn't come off as funny. Now, this was supposed to be a horror film.
1: And. But admittedly, he even knows it's not horrific.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not.
1: I mean, it's horrible.
0: I mean, the premise is, it, I mean, you could liken it to something like The Human Centipede. Which, it's just a gross premise. Like, it's this thing where you should. <laughs> you would be horrified. I'm horrified by The Human Centipede, and The Human Centipede too. They're horrified. And the,
1: the Human Centipede movies pull it off. Yeah. Literally they make you uh, yeah. like you want to grab at your And this I uh, think
0: should have that visceral absolutely. feel.
1: And cuz you're led up to that yeah. a little bit with the like oh There oh. was a
0: couple of moments when Michael Parks was speaking where I was like holy crap this is really good I like mm-hmm. And that's literally where it, where any uh, of me thinking it was good. That was it. Like just a couple of moments of him speaking. And yeah. it was only a couple of moments. Some of the moments I was like, "Oh my god, what's he saying?" Like he's saying some shit that Kevin wrote down on a, on a some really stupid shit like So it was really I I was very disappointed by it. And Mr. Johnny Depp ruined the movie completely <laughs> for me. As soon as Johnny Depp turns up in that movie. Not I, because
1: it's Johnny Depp, don't make Not it because sound like it's that. Johnny, it's
0: Johnny Depp's performance though. You know, is it
1: his performance or is, like the character he yeah, makes it's up? Yeah, it's just
0: stupid. Like it is. It is. I can imagine Kevin thinking it like stood on the set directing that,
1: being like Johnny Depp is doing this in. But the, also, movie. like
0: he can't control his laughter. Like it's so funny to him. But to me, it was just what the hell? This just doesn't fit this movie. It it, it just ruins the movie. It, like totally ruins the movie. And it's well, weird.
1: I don't think that's fair, because you already weren't liking it.
0: I weren't, but where it was going seemed interesting. And then Johnny Depp turns up, and then it's not interesting anymore at all. Like For me, it's just, okay, so now it's this. It, we're, we're back at Zack and Mary Makes a Porno, pretty much. Like that kind of goofy, um, you know, Clerks 2, where it gets a bit goofy in the middle. They have a musical number. That's all right. It, it, it kind of fits in clerks too, though. Mm-hmm. In, but it's kind of like Kevin going backwards. He does create a bit of suspense at the beginning, but then mm-hmm. all that is thrown out the window.
1: Is this the whole show going to be about this movie?
0: <laughs> Let's well, not. We spoke less than we normally do. We're normally nine minutes when we uh, do the intro, and we're only on five. So, uh-uh. what did you think of *Tusk*?
1: I didn't hate it, and I didn't have any expectations, so I wasn't disappointed. But as I was watching, I had to make myself completely accept that this is the movie he wanted to make. He doesn't apologize for his movies. He doesn't go back and say, oh, I would have. He doesn't. He makes exactly what he says he's going to do. Because if you listen to that podcast where he describes the whole story, he actually he did apologized exactly... for Cop Out. Right, but Cop Out's different. That's why it was called
0: Cop Out, actually.
1: Right, but Cop Out's different. It wasn't his movie. So that's a completely different thing. I'm talking about his movies that he he comes up with, he writes it, he produces it, probably everything, like all the way down to the little details, edits and everything. That he loves this stuff. He So I can't fault Well, the only for that. I said to you, the he's only thing He's not things... making the movie for me. He's making them for himself. So as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, that looks so terrible, and oh, that was really boring, and that was, like, not... oh, uh, it's not doing what a movie I think should do, And that, but Mm-mm. still, it's not for me to decide. So I have to just let it go, and I wouldn't watch it again.
0: It definitely had a load of dialogue. Dialogue between Genesis Rodriguez, who plays, like, the female character, and anybody she's talking to, that just sounded like... You know what? You, know what? you don't like Tarantino's dialogue in Death Proof. Mm-hmm, um, with the women. Because it's just... Even, even I am a bit,
1: mm-hmm. when we watch
0: it again, I'm a bit like, wow, this is really like...
1: Constructed. Feels
0: like it's off a page. Yep. It's all off a page. Like, There's a lot of that, where she was talk- talking, where it was supposed to be all heart- heartfelt and everything, where I just felt, this is just a page of dialogue being... It's not her fault. It's mm-hmm. The dialogue's not great. It's just...
1: But you feel Chasing Amy coming through it. You feel Mallrats coming through it. You feel yeah. those early days of dialogue. But there's something... I'm not saying well, chasing Amy's better to me. There's nothing better about it. It is it felt like did. it
0: had a heart, and this because didn't.
1: the whole thing makes sense. The whole movie works around mall Rats even, and it's it's got that guy in it. I just realized Rooker, it's got him. Um, yeah. Rooker. Yeah, shit, Palm. Yeah. Stink <laughs> And palm. Merle. From I, I just
0: he's Michael Rooker <laughs> to me.
1: I think of him as Merle now, or Henry, <laughs> yeah. serial killer guy. Um, so I didn't. I wouldn't watch it again. I wouldn't recommend it to absolutely anybody that I absolutely know unless they are such a huge fan of Kevin's sense of humor
0: and I don't know anybody. A like friend him. of mine just asked me, I said, he said, have you watched any movies? And I said, I watched a movie called Tusk last night. And he said, is that Kevin Smith? And I said, yeah. And I said, do you like Kevin Smith? And he said, no, I don't know. I'm not, not really. I, I, I kind of like clerks. That's about as far as, and I, he said, do you think I should watch Tusk? And I said, <laughs> probably, I, I said, There's a really weird performance by Johnny Depp, if that would float your boat in any way. It's weird. It's weirder than anything, really, that he's ever done. But aside aside from that, I probably wouldn't recommend it to anybody, really. I was trying to think, like, who who am I going to tell, like, to watch it? (laughs) (laughs) There's nobody.
1: I do think there are a couple (laughs) moments between the long guy and Parks that were actually genuinely, if put in a proper horror movie... Those are the best parts. ...would have been, like were really elevated because you the guy's a jerk, and then he ends up in the situation where he starts to be more human, and he he actually does a really good job of being terrified. And Michael Parks is the right
0: count, you know. So when it's hard to say which, when it's hard to recommend it or to say, oh well, you know, maybe you should watch it because there's this really stupid performance <laughs> that's like it. Insane, and it's really, kind of weird.
1: really bad special effects slash costume. Yeah.
0: It's almost really like a bad. Monty Python thing, that thing he's doing. Yeah.
1: And,
0: yeah, it's weird. Like, it's very weird. So, so, there you so go. that is Tusk from Kevin Smith. So, it's if out, you
1: tuned into this to listen to about Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, that is about to begin.
0: It's out on um, video on demand now. You can actually go and rent it. Amazon Video, all those video places. If you really want to see it, you can.
1: Well, they don't know they don't want to see it. There's no... Well, you said you hated it.
0: True. So tell me that you loved it. <laughs> yeah, if you lo- watch
1: it and tell us what you think.
0: Right, so it is um Saturday, December the 6th, and this is after the show number 354. I got the number wrong last week. So okay. now we're... Now we are actually on the right number, 354. This week's movie, as Sid Talk just said, is Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a 2014 movie. It will be released this upcoming Tuesday, so you'll be able to pick it up then. It's PG-13 from our friends at Marvel and Disney. And Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Well, can, I'm going to sound like the blurb on the box, but it is a small group of... Hmm. Criminals from around a galaxy. I'm assuming our galaxy. Yeah. Um, it's never exactly established. Any galaxy.
0: Assume. Let's
1: say. Well, there's billions of them, so we're gonna say ours because he's connected to ours. Yeah. And it's a comedy, but really good science fiction.
0: Based, I don't think it was based on way. a Marvel comic. Book. Oh yeah, I don't care about that.
1: I'm like, I only care about the movie part. And. But- it's big action, yeah, but it doesn't matter to me. You're asking me. I'm saying this is all I know. I don't know the mo- I don't know the comic. I don't give a shit. Sorry, I don't give a shit about the comic. I only care what I see. And it's like this big, the galaxy's a big, huge place with all kinds of creatures, and this small group of different species, including one human, mostly human, come together. It's like the origin story of the Guardians of the Galaxy, from what I can tell. Yeah, we learn about them. We come in together.
0: Yep, so that's the synopsis. So, um, last Marvel movie we saw, Captain America 2, didn't actually seem that long ago. They Mm. are making a lot of movies. Um, and the new, this one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I am very unfamiliar with Guardians of the Galaxy, aside from Rocket Raccoon, which I did read a comic, because he went, he spun off into his own comic, and I did read some Rocket Raccoon comics when I was young. Now, that's all I know of it. I don't know. Star Lord, or I, I don't know any of the other. I don't know any of the other characters. It's just Rocket. Joaquin, you
1: shouldn't, because this is a movie, and you shouldn't know anything until you watch the movie. Yeah,
0: but if you're a Marvel, I'm not a Marvel aficionado. I don't know all their things. In fact, you know what? I am really glad that I don't know all their things, because when they do bring something like Guardians of the Galaxy, which isn't Iron Man or Captain America that everybody knows—not
1: everybody, like me.
0: I mean, most people know, know what Iron Man at Captain America, you know, that Spider-Man. They've, they've heard or seen of that somewhere. Guardians of the Galaxy is like, not that. It's something that most people haven't heard of. Including myself, who thinks I know a lot about comics and stuff, you know? Um, so I'm glad I didn't read the comic of Guardians of the Galaxy because I didn't know what to expect. I mean, all I knew was that trailer that we saw. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was Marvel's best movie to date. And I'm not saying that lightly, I think it really is. Better than the original Iron Man? I think it's better than any of them that I've seen. It's it was like in another league compared to everything. Like the Avengers is really good to me, like like it's the pinnacle. But this is the attitude, everything is not what all the others are. It's totally different to all the others. It's not like he said, it's not really a superhero movie. Mm-mm, not at all. It's a a space thing, like Star Wars or whatever. It's 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 the galaxy. It's like opera. the whole
1: of the galaxy.
0: Yeah, and I was...
1: Well, you only... I'm not being rude, but you don't say space opera, because he said it. You wouldn't have said that otherwise. You don't think of it as an opera. It's just... just I like... mean, I, I've heard Star
0: Wars <laughs> referred to as a space opera billions of times. Yeah, and so, I know yeah, you wouldn't think my, of that either. It is in my vocabulary. I know,
1: so. but you wouldn't think of that unless someone else said it, because do you even know what... Opera is just drama, right? Yeah,
0: that's what it means, yeah. A, bit, a huge, big-scale drama, like in a big universe, which... Guardians of the Galaxy is, you only get to see a few corners of it.
1: Galaxy, in the galaxy.
0: Yeah, but, um, you know, there's, there's already a sequel. Why is
1: it that all of our science fiction, that I know of, maybe there's more that goes beyond, but even the Star Trek is just in our galaxy. In fact, only in, like, one quadrant of our galaxy, as it is
0: portrayed in Star Trek. Maybe to give us something to relate to, or...
1: Yeah, but you don't relate to blue people with antenna. That's in Star Trek. That's just somebody from a different part of our galaxy. You know what I mean? Why don't. I guess science fiction writers still want you to have some ground in, like. Mm. Even uh, in this, like. Let's see about. Let's break out of our galaxy, people! It's going to be a crowded place.
0: So, this is like a. What's really cool about this, also, is it, it kind of links in with the Marvel Universe because they're, the thing that they're after fits into the Infinity Stone. Fits into other the Avengers, and you know, it all fits together still, even though this is not like those movies. Um, and the sense of humor in this movie is always on, it's always tongue in cheek a little bit. You know, it's, it's even when they get into some serious stuff, you'll say a one-liner, but it's not now, annoying. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking oh, that could get annoying. This guy is just a complete wise ass. He's gonna like crack a joke every two minutes, but it kinda of, it works, and, and it's hard to say why. Because mm-hmm. in another movie, I might be like, "Oh, I wish that guy had shut up." He's Absolutely. annoying. Absolutely. It, it's really hard to put. You know, I'm thinking of. It works in some. You know, Indiana Jones. If he wise cracks, it seems all right, doesn't it? Like you kind of take it. What is a movie where you're kind of like, "Shut up." <laughs> I have to think Police about sport. it, but, I know but there mean. are ones only yeah. where you're like, "Oh, that guy's so irritating! Like, I just can't deal with him." Seth Rogen, anything with Seth Rogen,
1: <laughs> yes, like
0: where he's wisecracking or too much.
1: Jonah fucking Hill, yeah. yes,
0: yeah, it or can get the on your Or the sidekick
1: like. from some movie, and I absolutely hated. Don't remember what it was, but you know, you'll think of it. But I really hated it. It was science fiction, I think, of some kind. But
0: in this movie, I was like, you know, uh, is this going to wear? Because it starts off with like a. Kooky attitude, and I was like, "Oh, this guy is probably going to irritate me," but I never was once irritated by him. And the CGI, the CGI characters in this movie are they
1: CGI? Because they're fucking incredible. Pardon yeah. my F word, but I'm serious. I said, well, first bathroom break. I said, there are movies that you watch nowadays. I love science fiction. I love anything spacey or futurie or anything. It could be the past. And it could be science fiction. I don't care. Anything with You know, pushing technology and the possibilities of existence everywhere in the whole universe. And we have movies where, as we watch them, you're completely aware that you're watching created things. Yeah, And that's fine, too. Sometimes that's fine. The balance is still fine. You're totally aware that the background's all CGI, but there's enough of everything else that keeps you going. Then some movies, you get a CGI character or a part of a person, and you're just like, oh my god. Why does that look so I'll bad? I gave you an example,
0: Spider-Man Two, that we watched yes, recently.
1: Yes, absolutely. There's just
0: some parts where Green you lose. Hornet.
1: Green Hornet has a lot of that, and Green Hornet. Is that Green, Green Lantern? Green Lantern, yeah, has a Green lot. Green
0: Lantern, that. yeah, it's completely. There's
1: a smart assy one that I didn't like. Yeah, lots of smart ones yeah. That didn't work because I don't particularly like that guy so much. But in this one, I'm watching. I am like, and I'm not like you necessarily. You seem to claim your whole life that you you believe what you're seeing. Like when you were a child, yeah, you totally. believed that I, Luke Skywalker was I still was go real. in like that too. And I've never had that. Yeah. Like I don't, I've just never had I mean, that. I'm not
0: stupid, but I go in with that in my mind. Right.
1: Like, and I can get lost in it, yeah. but I never put that sort of responsibility on it. Right. So when it happens, and I am truly, I disappear, and I'm just like, you, could, I, you probably could have looked at me and my mouth would have been hanging open at the tree guy, at Groot and at Rocket, and I was just like, and like, it's not just- I want them to be real, they look, they're, they, I wasn't even questioning.
0: They Yeah, were just, it's not they just Groot and Rocket either, it's the, it's the places where yeah, you're at. Everything. it's like, oh, this place is like a but real- They're world. just in,
1: they're right there, the right. whole time. Without, to me, now, I, I can get totally buy into it so much that if there is a little glitch here and there, I just sort of, well, oh, whatever, you know. I don't but, even
0: think there is in this. Like the lip sync of Rocket, and oh, everything really is good. good. Yeah, it's it's like somebody really well. James Gunn said in those extras, he's they said he said to them, they have to look like they're really there. Like I don't want. I was
1: thinking of like even he said that. Like say it's 1905 and film has just been just barely being invented, right? Movie cinema. And filmmakers by the teens are trying to make science fiction movies where it's all paper card gu- cutouts and miniatures and yeah, pluck one of those guys out of their grave and pluck them in the theater sure. right no. now and show them this and say this in a hundred years sounds like a long time but really you know yeah, I mean, technology you- has made it so you can sit here and if people thought when they were watching a train on the screen back then was like re- re- and they they leaned back you know because it was so then just the my mind goes there, and I'm hard to convince. And I was just in love with it. After, not just the people and the the story, but I was just sucked in completely.
0: Yeah, and I, I like I said, this goes to a lot of places in this galaxy. Different planets, different ships, different worlds. And they all were like... I was like, wow, there's, there's some attention to detail paid here, because... This place just looks incredible. Like, There's one thing the that's head. like a big head. Yeah, like a.
1: It's not, it looks like a head. It was a head.
0: Yeah, it was a head of a big giant thing that's as big as a planet, right? The, the yeah. head's as big as a planet. So, and it, it's just the the possibilities of that. I, I just was thinking. You're oh, convinced,
1: wow. convinced yeah. that can be re- that's really floating around out somewhere in my galaxy,
0: and the, even for a second. The real pristine looking place where John C. Riley is. That place was just like you know it was. It was like science fiction type place, but it was, like, different to what I'd seen before. Everything had a bit of a different, you know? It's a
1: bit of a Star Trek vision of the future for for Earth, anyway. That wasn't Earth, but... Yeah. a Very clean, straight lines, white clothes. But all lo- these different
0: of... races on there. But and... again,
1: I'm, I'm not comparing I'm saying Star Trek had lots of different colored aliens through the years.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, and the story was really cool. It was, like, it was just... When they went to the prison, there's like a prison scene. The prison was amazing. Like I was, I was like, when they they were in the prison, and I was like, oh, I hope we stay here for a while because it looks really interesting. And then I was like, oh wow, are we leaving already? Like, <laughs> but then I, then I wasn't disappointed because I was like, well, look where we're going now. Like it, it always goes somewhere. It's really, it never takes yourself too seriously. Even like most Marvel movies, they come to an end, boss fight. It's almost like a video game. We got to fight the bad guy. But this, even had a sense of humor in that moment, like it was, and it wasn't, I wasn't like, oh my God, please don't. It was like, no, that is actually totally appropriate for this whole movie. Yeah. The soundtrack is a load of, a mishmash of these old songs that everybody knows. So it, that makes it feel different in itself, I think. Because you're used to an orchestral score or whatever, which there is.
1: Not everyone, though, think you're 17 years old. You don't know those songs. No. But you hear him now, in this movie, it doesn't mean the same. The
0: whole generation is going to know those songs. Plus, is they're
1: not gonna... of our generation, even. They're of his mother's generation yeah, from the 70s. Yeah, but why do we know them?
0: Because we were raised in the 70s.
1: Yeah, but mean... I'm saying our generation would be the 80s kind of music. We know of the 70s music because...
0: Yeah. So, yeah, and the way the songs are implemented into the movie, because he is a 70s kid who has a Walkman. He's old...
1: 80s. His mother was 70s.
0: Yeah, his mother was seven. He yeah. it gives him this mixtape that he ends up walking around playing, and you know that beginning action scene where he's just walking into that cave and he's listening to it. Yeah, it it's just fits perfectly. Who would have thought that? I, it's not something I would think of. Like it, uh, it's it just it's, it's how... a merge together of like all kinds of pop culturey things. You know, like Ready Player One, that book I read, mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh my god, it's everything I love all slammed into one thing. Like that's how this feels, but it doesn't feel. Like, it's copying anything, it, it's, it's different, like, it's...
1: I mean, the the heart of the story isn't
0: exactly original. I mean, it's a very marvel thing. There's something
1: destructive that a bad guy wants, and the bad guy's really bad, yeah. and he wants to destroy a whole world. So we're talking about... But then when you expand the known existence of the creatures in this, in a movie, and you say, well, we're not just... This isn't just a movie about a household on a street in a small town in America. This isn't just about America against another country. This isn't just about, you know, Earth against an asteroid. This is now a galaxy. And Earth is nothing. Earth is, like, not even a thing in it, you know? It's just... So now the bad guy has to be so bad (laughs) that you feel he he's going to be a menace on a large scale. And I was convinced from the very beginning. Yeah, not just him. But his boss yeah, yeah. must be really bad, so I'm I've the sense of dread and knowing how stories go, you just you have to always imagine I'm watching a movie and bad guys, good guys, somebody's gonna win out, possibly. So there's always something bigger and worse, and I'm convinced there's something bigger and worse. And it's not just galactic, it's gonna be hopefully intergalactic.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> You know,
1: I'm looking to go big, man. I want to go big scale.
0: I feel like it is. That's yeah. how it. Fit. That's really how it feels. I think
1: that other movie that we saw the previous two seems like it's on that scale that I'm looking for, where Earth is just part of a like a transaction or something. It becomes part of the property of some bigger thing. She there's a woman in it. She's like royalty. She's floating. Oh yeah, that's the new yeah. Wachowski
0: brothers movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Jupiter that one, ascending or something. That one
1: looks like it's gonna.
0: Yeah, that looks really big, and they have really big ideas. So I am excited for that. You know, even that last one yeah. um, was a big idea, a huge Cloud idea. Cloud Atlas. Yeah, that maybe didn't pay off fully, like, but it was. I just appreciate that huge idea. It did. Yeah. It's
1: just that last bit was but hard. To, I have to get in their minds as well. Like, this is what they wanted. This yeah. is the art they were making. I have to accept that. It doesn't mean I have to like it.
0: <laughs> so let's move on to the cast here. Um, Chris Pat Pratt plays Peter Quill. He's the hero. Peter Quill slash, what's his, what's his, uh, codename? Star name? Lord. Star Lord. Which is funny in itself, but, um.
1: Not really. Not when you see why. Right. No. Chris, Chris <laughs> Pratt
0: seems to me like I didn't even know who he was at the beginning of this year. And now he is, he was Emmett in the Lego movie. And he was awesome in that, just the voice obviously, but really awesome. Uh, now he's, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy, and next he's in the new Jurassic Park movie as the main hero. I feel like I didn't even know who he was six months ago. And now he's like, Mr. Big Shot. Isn't that how everybody is? I don't know, like, whether, like, they go from that like zero yeah. So like the Brad, biggest movie. ever Brad Pitt ever, was like.
1: nothing and then he did Legends of the Fall and then he was like ba-da Brad yeah, Pitt well
0: this guy just <laughs> wasn't I didn't know who he was in uh, case you young movie. people don't know Legends of the Fall
1: was one of the first uh, Brad Pitt movies
0: ever and Felma the and Louise were, were just in it right
1: that wasn't first I don't think
0: but yeah Chris Pratt went from no like I didn't he wasn't anybody to me I didn't and then I see the Lego movie and then we saw like the vo- who did the voiceovers and he was interviewed with him and I was like oh that guy He's in a Marvel movie coming up. I've heard that.
1: So what else has been in before these? Did you look him up?
0: It's on TV, I think. Um, But in Guardians of the Galaxy, he is like he is the epitome of a leading man for me. Like he really carries it. Absolutely. Like he, like I was thinking, I don't even really know this guy. How is he going to do? Like you know, is is he charming? Is he funny? You know, and I think of something like Indiana Jones, where you didn't know who Harrison Ford was either, did you? Well, you did from Star Wars, but you didn't know how he was going to be leading a movie, and he just pulled it off. But Chris Pratt just, just completely pulled it off. How
1: do you spell his name? Pratt. Pratt.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, he um. Totally pulled it off. He was funny. He was when he needed to do action, he was good.
1: He was cute when he needed to be cute sexy but with that corny eye rolly sexy thing which was uh, completely intended because yeah. she's just like um, ugh.
0: yeah well,
1: mm. <laughs> you are not but you can see how it could be charming with all the blue and red and yellow ladies of the world and green yeah world i'm so th- small thinker that
0: hard. was the thing he was on, on tv parks and recreation not something i saw right, that's, yeah, no. that's where people got to know him i think but um i really liked him uh I can now I, now I'm interested in you know the new Jurassic Park movie. I, I saw the trailer for that too and I was like who is that Chris Pratt guy is the league guy is uh, what is in Moneyball which I didn't see. Um Zero Dark 30. But uh I really like him. I think he really fit perfectly in this movie. You know, you got to have like a bit of goofiness um, and you gotta be able to pull that off without being annoying. Absolutely. Like, like Ryan Reynolds, if it was him.
1: Yes. I exactly. think I'd be annoyed
0: by him. Like. He's the
1: perfect example of someone who crosses that, like, uh. Ryan
0: Reynolds is a similar type of, like, a just a dude, like, you know, handsome looking dude. But then Ryan Reynolds has this snark about him where it kind of irritates me a bit. Yes. Which he doesn't have, Chris Pratt, which is weird, because I thought it was totally gonna be that. You know, annoying. But it wasn't. So that was surprising. Zoe Saldana plays Gamora. Really good. Yeah, really good. You know, you know Zoe Saldana from Avatar. She also um, played. Uh,
1: she's kind of the ground, the grounded one. She's the one connected to your little ground circuit down there because everything else could go flying off into complete fantasy land, and she is. While well, she's green and everything, <laughs> and she's like genetically modified, she still is the most. If you plucked her character out and put her in a hundred percent serious movie, she would completely fit, because she doesn't do the cheek, she doesn't do the, but she no, she, she goes actually with it. never is an issue. but she once, goes with it. Like, yeah, she accepts it with an eye roll and a like, you know, shrug of the shoulder. But she's the one that keeps you identifying with the fact that these could be real creatures in the galaxy. Taking shit real serious, because she knows the seriousness of it all. Yeah, and
0: she's another, like, race. um Species. Species. But one of my funniest parts of the whole thing was where he put his Walkman on her. <laughs> yeah. And she started yelling. Yeah. Automatically, <laughs> like everybody does. <laughs> yeah. But she she she's listening to this, like, smooth music, you know, this love song. And he's looking at her, and he's trying to, like, you know, cop a feel or and get a kiss. She doesn't buy it. No, didn't. she just keeps yelling at him, like... <laughs> But I thought it was really funny, like just the um
1: Are there any Okay, this is what we need to make. Retro style. Cassette player. That's really an MP three player, but it's big and chunky like a Walkman. And you take your memory card and stick it in what looks like a cassette tape and then you plunk it in and
0: You play just it. said that. I get the feeling that's a piece of Galaxy the Guardians of the Galaxy merchandise. I I feel that oh, there's a, walkman that sounds a bit that's extensive.
1: I don't know.
0: Because it's like it's like a it's like a character in this movie.
1: Wouldn't they want it to be a real Walkman? You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, but if, it's like a character, isn't but here's it? The, the orange spongy headphones. That, that music
1: wouldn't have stayed on that cassette tape for
0: that many years. No, it wouldn't. Things. The tape would have got chewed up at some point. Probably, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs>
1: Unless his technology, he's worked at, he's figured it out.
0: Uh, now, Dave Batista, who's a WWE wrestler guy, plays uh, Drax. And I was surprised by him, too. Oh, he's really good. Yeah, really he's good. With, and he's actually, funnily enough, they've announced a the new Bond movie this week. Um, it's called Spectre. And I, I just realized, uh, I had a look at... You know why hasn't Spectre been in James Bond for so long? You know why? Because it was one of those rights issues where really? they've only just run- they've only just been able to use it again. Yeah, annoying. Right? Oh. So the new James. Oh, you
1: know what? Greedy people just makes me want to smack them. Seriously, yeah. it's like what the fuck? If you're good, you could be a part of it. But don't be difficult yeah, about it. somebody
0: said How at some point... How could you own
1: Spectre and not own... Somebody
0: Bond? who came up with the idea and put it in the Bond movies uh patented it in some way and then...
1: Oh, it, my God. They had to wait
0: for it to run out to get it to get it back.
1: Oh, because they didn't want to pay for it. Right. Oh.
0: <laughs> so now they got it back. Now the new movie's called Spectre, but Dave Bautista is going to be like a henchman guy, like Jaws, uh, in the new movie. So...
1: Oh, well, that was really good. After I mean, watching
0: him in this, I was like, yeah, he's awesome. What
1: I loved about his character was he was funny without being funny. I like that literal thing. His yeah, his his species or where he is, the culture from the planet he's from, wherever that is, never know. They're literal. They have no metaphors, no co- nothing
0: So when somebody <laughs> says like that's gonna go over your head.
1: He says nothing goes over my head. My <laughs> reflexes are too good. Yeah, now yeah. that sounds like he's being cheeky, but he's totally serious. No
0: serious. <laughs> he's really good and and he has this makeup <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> on his body. Yeah it's really like, good. Like it's like tattoos. You
1: can be convinced and go, oh that's real. Cause it looked really good.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I was surprised by him, cause I had no, I don't know anything about him really. Uh, he was in Fast and the Furious. I'll one. tell you
1: what we need. Is another League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Because nowadays, this has nothing to do with him by the way. He could be in it if they want. But, the makeup, the CGI, and all the special effects now, a story about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen would be fantastic. I think
0: that's a good movie anyway.
1: It's a fantastic! Yeah, I'm saying. They did an excellent job. Use the same people. Same characters. Maybe add some more to it. I don't know if The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is a thing.
0: Yeah, it was but a, they made a graphic a novel, yeah.
1: Okay, because that was really... Oh, there's another recommendation. One of them. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
0: So also in the cast here, Vin Diesel plays Groot. Now, Groot is a CGI character. Let me see 100- if I
1: can pretend to be Vin Diesel. <coughs> oh, I am Groot. See?
0: Yeah, now what's really cool <laughs> about Groot is he's, he's a plant. A walking plant. And he's CG. 100% CG. Vin Diesel does his voice but Groot can only say I am Groot that's all he that's all he says he says it differently every time but and Rocket Raccoon his buddy (laughs) can understand really what he means just from those three words (laughs) which is cool but Vin Diesel just basically says I am Groot in the whole movie but Differently each time. Yeah, but so a- no good anybody else. But it, I thought it was... I just think
1: that waving the flag of Vin Diesel is a bunch of bullshit. Because it doesn't matter. You could have got a lot of good actors. I'm not saying Vin I th- Diesel. I fans.
0: think he did a good job of it. But what did he what do a good do job, job really? of
1: that wasn't A, digitally enhanced, and B, digitally enhanced? Because it had to be. Because it sounds weird.
0: Groot is... I, I have to go on record. Groot is my favorite character in the So here's movie. what
1: Vin Diesel did one day. He called up the director and said, I am Groot. And the director said, thanks, and then Mm -hmm. they took it from there. No. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not being funny, and if he wants to call me up and tell me otherwise, that's fine. I need extra footage of him in the studio toiling over his character and really trying really hard to deeply get into the emotion of the three words he says.
0: Groot is an excellent character. Groot is
1: fantastic, but the fact that it's Vin Diesel means absolutely nothing. And my best,
0: my favourite thing, for my favourite part of the Groot character was when... uh, Rocket raccoons telling them what they need to do in the prison. Yeah. We need to do this, we need to do this. And it's a long shot. And yeah. one of the things is like, oh there's a flashing light on the wall and there's a battery behind it. But he's saying, Yeah, but it's twenty feet in the air and nobody's you know, and already groups getting it <laughs> yeah. while they're all talking. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> oh he said I need it, he didn't. I'm gonna yeah. get it.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Um so They have
1: a good friendship, those two.
0: Bradley Cooper is his friend, Rocket Raccoon, and he's hundred percent CGI also.
1: <laughs> Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Wow. So we've made it to the point where we have a 100% CGI actor in True. the world.
0: Like Simone. Just walking around. So he's like this, uh, he's a raccoon. He's an actual raccoon. Which you might go, uh oh, that sounds stupid. It's actually not. It's not. He's got a really cool personality. Bad. sad. Yeah.
1: And excellent and <laughs> at the same time. When <laughs> you think got, about
0: it. He's got a cool personality. He's really heroic. He loves his friend Groot. You know, he, he'll do anything for this bunch of... Now. No. Yeah.
1: Not in the beginning. I mean, he's a
0: bit of a ragtagger at the beginning, like the mercenary type, but... Shouldn't be he be in the collection? He's really? one of a kind. Really, he should. Um, Bradley Cooper, yeah. So, Karen Gillan plays oh, Nebula. Oh, you didn't say
1: what you thought about Brad Cooper. He's really good. Yeah, he's
0: good. He's charming. Yeah. He's not over the top. He's not, like, irritating.
1: He's got, like, a Jersey accent or yeah, something he... that kind of comes I, and I goes. don't know if
0: that's Rocket Raccoon, like, just because he's <laughs> been around. I don't I don't know what that was.
1: But it came and went.
0: Yeah, it wasn't it's, it's not as bad as Johnny Depp in Tusk.
1: <laughs> Don't bring up Tusk or people are going to watch it.
0: So Karen Gillen, who you will know from Doctor Who, she was Amy Pond. You she played know. Nebula, which was an awesome character.
1: Though. Very awesome. Yeah. But I couldn't tell it was her at all.
0: And that's kind of good. Yeah, Pond. very good. Yeah, because I knew it was her because I follow her on Facebook and she would posted pictures of her having the makeup put on. And I was, when I did see the final thing, I was like, that really could be anybody. Absolutely. But she played... What she did with it was cool, like you know. Plus, we don't,
1: we don't know if, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so she's yeah, really she's cool. Amy
0: Pond in Doctor Who. If you've watched Doctor Who, you will not recognize. And she's it pretty in this stripped movie.
1: back, but at the same time, she's face makeuped up and she's got cyborg implants. Yeah. What I'm call she
0: them, looks like um, I've played a video game called Mass Effect. She looks like their vision of people, like like in Mass Effect, there's lots of bald female, different coloured alien types. And she looks like she stepped out of Mass Effect. <laughs> um, but he does like video games. He does, so maybe he was inspired. Um, John C. Riley, who I love, plays Corpse Monday, and it's only a small role in here.
1: I was going to say about the Amy Pond woman. What's her name? Amy Gilliam.
0: Yeah, not Amy Gilliam. Karen. Karen. Yeah.
1: That she is another one of those 100% serious. Yeah. There's no funniness. No, because it's kind of
0: sad, her story.
1: Her just sad. Everyone's got a sad story. Yeah. Think about it. Everybody. Yeah. Except for the tree, and we don't always story or the plant. Everybody's genetically modified, and they've been messed with, and they've been surgical implants, and they've had all kinds of weird shit done to them. Tragic, horrible stories. Yep. That's why at one point Ricky Raccoon says,
0: "Rocket, rocket, rocket
1: Raccoon says, <laughs> So your wife and child are dead. So what? Yeah. And the tree goes, <gasps> "It's like <laughs> I know it's a terrible thing to say, but everybody's got. I mean, this everybody in this story has a tragic story." Yep. She is Evil. on the dark side. I mean, the bad guy is 100% hardcore as well, but I just mean she, when you come to fight her, there's no doubt that she's also relentless, and she's also, and she does it, her face, she just looks, she does a really good job, her body movements, because she's kind of hidden, and at the same time, totally exposed, but did she actually shave her head? Yeah. Right. That was a the photos Yeah. Yeah. No, she was really good. I'd like to see her again as another
0: menace. And John C. Riley plays this corpseman day, but he's,
1: he's just John C. Riley,
0: but he really fits. Like oh, yeah. again, because of this tongue-in-cheek nature of this movie, and you know, even he is like a, he's like a—he's funny when he says when he's communicating that message back to Glenn Close about yeah. them not being a fully—he's
1: <laughs> an a-hole based on that
0: not 100% a dick,
1: <laughs> and he doesn't want to say it out loud to her. it sounds really rude. But so
0: yeah, he's only, only in it briefly. But
1: Glenn Close is really good.
0: Benicio Del Toro plays the collector, and we did see him in, like, the end of one of the last, I don't know which one it was, but they gave you a glimpse of him at the end that he was collecting something.
1: Wasn't it Thor?
0: Yeah, it was the end of Thor, actually. The new Thor. Right at the very end, it showed you him sat in his room, and you were like, ooh, who's that? Well, you get to know who he wasn't
1: sitting in his room. He interacted with somebody. They were giving him something from the But he was
0: in that collecting room. They'd come to him to give him the Tesla cube.
1: That was it. Yeah,
0: so he's collecting everything, right? So we were like, "Ooh, who's that guy?" Well, you get to find out who he is in it. A little well, bit anticlimactic. Not much. I mean, who he like? Yeah. What it is about him? You know, I didn't expect what happened with him.
1: He's fine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it, it, what, if I have to say anything, underutilized, like mm. from building him up a little bit there. So we go, oh, here he is. And then it not, he's, he's... Oh,
1: I think he's still a factor.
0: Yeah, I think he's still yeah, a factor yeah, yeah. too. But uh, he's not got much screen time in this movie. At all. No. But yeah, it's really cool. And I like the idea of that guy who collects stuff.
1: I like the idea of, and Star Trek addressed it as well. I don't know if anyone in Star Wars has ever, where there's... You know, once the galaxies and the universe is open to, and travel is open, then there's going to be some. Oh, and Doctor Who's also had a collector, yeah, a collector who yeah. goes around and collects live things or artifacts. Well, even in Predator, yeah, because his ship is
0: a collector. I've always of liked the idea planted. of that. Like, yeah, collating it all like a like a museum almost already. That's is, what
1: it is, yeah. yeah, and that that person becomes obsessed. And at any cost, they will travel anywhere. Where they, do they need, get their money? I don't know.
0: They need the full set of something like yeah. It, you know? uh, I like that idea. Yeah. So uh, she's yeah, very that's human. Though. Played by Benicio del Toro and Glenn Close. Finally, I put down as Nova Prime. She's like the
1: she's good because she wasn't like taking herself too seriously and she was just
0: she had a cool haircut.
1: Yeah, and it could have been like she was just any middle aging actress, and yet it's Glenn Close. It was just
0: really well cast. Mm-hmm. Like, and nobody was being like. If, Everybody knew that this was a tongue-in-cheeky thing, and it just played right. No, it didn't seem like anybody was... People who had to be serious were, like, Karen Gill, she was... And the bad guy, but, like... Zoe,
1: I thought she did a good job of staying...
0: But still having some funny moments, just... You know, like, where he put the headphones on and she starts yelling. It's, it's funny, but, <laughs> like, she's, you know... Yeah, so I think it was perfectly cast. I think it was... It looked... You know, I can't fault anything. It didn't...
1: What do people say about it that's bad?
0: Don't I you? haven't heard any much thing bad about it, to be honest. Really? No.
1: Because usually when I like a movie this much, I get blinded by the flaws that other people are going to see. Now, the people who might be the comic book fans, but I don't give a shit. I stood
0: clear about it. of... I wanted to really see this movie after we saw the trailer, so I stood clear of any details about it. I knew, it was, I knew what it was, but I stood clear of the details, but... In general reviews and everything, I just saw nothing but praise, you know. So, and I mean, it was the biggest selling movie of this year, out of every movie. Yeah. So it it was a successful movie. Um, so this is directed by James Gunn. Now he's not generally a director; he's a writer. Um, and I'm very familiar with him from the video game Lollipop Chainsaw, which Mm -hmm. he actually wrote the script and the dialogue for. Lollipop Chainsaw is a really fun game. Um, you even saw us play it, didn't you? A little bit. It's about this cheerleader and it's, uh, everything goes to crap. It's like the zombie apocalypse and she, she's just this crazy cheerleader with her family go across like, and they're zombie slayers basically and it's kind of a bit buffy and a bit silly, you know? Almost like, it's got the same vibe as this to be honest. It's got a silly vibe to it, hasn't it? Lollipop chainsaw. It's not serious. I didn't
1: see enough of it, so it's very
0: silly, like. A boyfriend. See, think of this in Lollipop Chainsaw, this is one of the best parts of it. A boyfriend gets decapitated. (laughs) So she wears his head on a belt and he still talks to her. Like he's a companion, but he's just the head. So it's you know, it's very silly. But then it's very gruesome as well with the zombie killing and stuff. But James Gunn actually wrote that. He also wrote the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead, uh, Remake that we watched recently, and it still holds up. It's a fantastic movie.
1: Yeah, I liked it.
0: And he wrote the script to that too. Um, so yeah, he's 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 very from he's into the horror genre, and this is totally different to that. But I think he did a fantastic job all round. The dialogue, how it looks, I can't fault this movie.
1: I really can't. There's not one thing that I can't,
0: I can't even go. Ah, I want to watch it over and over and over. I can't even and- go. Ah, that bit was a bit.
1: Cause so much of it's happening, and so many different things in the background, so many ideas and about And there's not a boring technology. part, it's
0: not like a part where it's overused, it, it moves around. It's, I
1: like the idea of exploring, like, possible technologies. Obviously, I like Star Trek, and that does a lot of that for ship, all different
0: cultures. I like cultures. the ship design, the spaceships in this didn't look like spaceships from other movies, they were, they were, like, interesting looking. That, what, the big ship that the baddies in? Never seen anything like that, you know? Nope. Like you said, it was like, it's like a skyscraper on its side, but like, what did you say? Ten skyscrapers. You said
1: 15, but when it crashed, it wasn't that big, so I don't think that was accurate. I
0: like that long shot that they did there with the destruction. It was really cool. But yeah, it looks good. It sounds good. So extras, there are a few. There's like a look at um, the new Avengers movie that's the next Marvel movie. It's not really much to it, really. Oh. It's like a sneak peek. There's a couple of featurettes, which are actually really good, I thought. Like, one where James Gunn takes you around, like, explains, you know, how each thing was done. Um, And then there's some deleted scenes uh, with commentary by James Gunn. There's an actual James Gunn commentary over the whole movie, if you want to watch it again. Um, And that's about it for extras. But it was enough. It felt good. I I just... I wish Marvel would do those one-shots again. Mm -hmm. Like, I know they stopped doing them because they said they didn't have time to do them, but... Come on, you Marvel. You make movies that cost a billion dollars. You know, that make a billion dollars. Surely somebody could be making those. <laughs> but um I really miss those because I really liked them, you know. That Agent Carter one, which I really loved from Captain America, she's got her own series. is coming on Netflix. So we're going to get to see that whole 1940s, you know, rise. So, uh, yeah, there isn't one of those, unfortunately. But the Blu-ray overall, fantastic. I can't fault it. It's like... An amazing movie. I want to <laughs> see it again. You can watch it in
1: three. You, you have, is it in three D on there?
0: You can get it in three D, but this one was not that we reviewed. But yeah, it is also in three D. But it was awesome.
1: I, I'm as so, soon as the trailer started months ago when I saw the trailer originally. I was yeah. like, I want to see that. I want to see that, and I've been waiting ever since. And yeah, it's very rare, but I had my my tuner was set into it, and I was mo- more than.
0: And it was it. the biggest selling movie of the year, so we probably don't have to tell you that it's good, because you probably already <laughs> saw it. Uh, well, just because it's big it. selling,
1: just because lots of people like it. Does not yeah. make it good? Some people can watch it and be like, oh my god, what a load of bullshit. But,
0: but in this case... For
1: me, it ticks a lot of the things I want in a future sci-fi, tongue-in-cheek story. Now, I like the serious ones, too. I want a serious, blood-and-guts, gritty... The universe is a horrible, wretched place with creatures and other species that want to just like alien. Um, alien, no, alien's not that to me. I mean, it's gritty and everything. But I'm talking about species, as in other humanoids and all of that, like Star Trek, but amped up to where it's like 100, percent you know, like seven in
0: space. Right. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Well, I see Morgan that, like, Freeman. like, <laughs> scary, like, uh, or Predator, even. You know, where it's just kind of Yeah, but those,
1: that's just one alien. I'm talking about being able to see a whole of the, you know, a, a slice of the universe. But it's gritty and terrible, and nothing's funny about it.
0: At, at all. So, in conclusion, we both recommend it, thanks to Marvel and Disney. And if you want to enter a contest, you can win a copy of Dead Snow 2. Go to com and try and win it. Next week's Blu-ray review will be Hercules, starring The Rock. So we'll be looking at that. Now, movie recommendations for this week. I just thought of one that I actually want to um, use. And it fits perfectly with this movie. And it's The Losers. Oh, yeah. Zoe Saldana's in it. That's why I was thinking. Yeah. But, but it's it's also based on a graphic novel. It's not in space. There are a bunch of... Um, Losers. Yeah. <laughs> but it's based on a graphic novel. And it's got a goofy kind of vibe to it. Even though it's, you know, a serious subject. And it's another mu- movie that plays music over some of the key moments, like kind of goofy music, where you're like, this movie, this music shouldn't really be here, but it really works. Uh, and that's called The Losers. Zoe Saldan is in it. It's from a couple of years ago. Uh, my other one is The Fifth Element, because you know the guy in the brokerage place? <laughs> he's in The Fifth yep, Element. He's he from de St. Pat. But um, some of that design reminds me of The Fifth Element, the design of the people. Like, like they look kind of odd. The, the, the fashion that they're in is it's just weird a little bit. It was Jean-Paul Gaultier who did all the mm-hmm. Fifth Element uh, fashions, but he didn't do it for this. But I definitely had a vibe of the Fifth Element a couple of times in this movie, and it was just the design of things, you know, in that earth The
1: indulgent path. Hunger Games future kind of
0: weird. Yeah. 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 And finally, if I was to recommend any other sci- sci-fi movie, it'd be Star Wars. <laughs> so I'll recommend anything Star Wars.
1: All things Star Wars. Yeah.
0: But mostly Star Wars, A New Hope. <laughs>
1: A New Hope, yeah, because yeah. that's not just... That's yeah. my style. you got to tag on the actual title. And mine are, uh, we're going to go with the Christmas theme, and then we're going to add R- Bill Murray to the theme. And the number one is Scrooged, which a lot of you might not have heard of or maybe never seen. I've unless seen you've that. seen it on TBS on Christmas Eve at some point. I don't know if they play it, I think, during Christmas season. It is one of those movies I've watched so many times that I actually could probably, once you get it going... Could mouth the words to every single scene, every person. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 90%. There might be a couple of lines I've forgotten over the years. Or that I've not really paid that close attention to. But I love that movie. And it makes me want to go watch it right now. And the other one is... Groundhog Day. Just because. No reason, really. Because it's Bill Murray. Masterpiece. We were talking about it. It's not a masterpiece. But we love it. Um, It inspired our wedding day. Not our wedding day theme. We didn't have, like, Groundhog Day theme. But that's the day of our wedding, and um, it's kind of a sci. It's not science fiction. It's
0: not. It it's yeah.
1: steeped in fiction. There's no science involved because you know nothing about it. That's always what I've kind of liked about it. You know nothing about why. Yeah, yeah
0: that's good. That, that There's
1: me. no opening scene that says, "Oh, we're casting a spell on this guy." That'd, no That'd scene. make it worse. <laughs> like
0: it's better as it, it is. It, like... It's
1: not bad. There's no worse to make it. it no, just I like
0: our. It's unexplainable just it yeah, is. Yeah, it's just that that happens, and that, then it doesn't.
1: if you think about it, maybe anybody who's been an asshole many times gets trapped in this time warp, mm. and they don't get spit back out until they've learned a lesson, and we just don't know it because if you're not a complete asshole, you've never du- you've never been stuck in a loop, true. You know, so if all of a sudden you've known somebody who's been a complete dick, hundred percent dick, right? Your whole their whole lives, and you're just like, what a jerk, and the next day. They're, like, really nice.
0: Maybe they were stuck you in can that say, movie. You say, how
1: many times? How many times were you stuck in here? How many times did you relive yesterday to turn out to be such a nice guy?
0: How many times did or you step woman. off that curb into that puddle? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> woo hoo Watch out for that. True. That
0: first step is a doozy. So, uh, games and a school stuff this week. I've been playing a little more GTA 5. Um, <gasps> after i I've talked to a lot about GTA Five, But I've been playing a new game this week called The Crew. Now, I've talked about this game before, because I've played in the beta of it, and uh, I said to you, it's like my dream racing game, because it's a racing game where you can race all across the United States of America, in this case. My, I mean, my dream one would be the entire world. But I think that's a lot to ask of anybody, isn't it? <laughs> uh, like, me- uh,
1: anybody, yeah, uh, you can't drive around the world.
0: Maybe the crew too would feature other countries. Um, but this one focuses solely on America. Now, it's like a truncated virtu- uh, version of America. You can't have a real sized version of America in a video game. So, I, I just, this afternoon, would I... Would you
1: envision a real sized vision of the world?
0: <laughs> yeah, no. But I, in this, this afternoon, I decided to drive coast to coast to see how long it takes. So, you could probably say how big the world is from this. So I drove right right from the right-hand side to the left-hand side, as far as you could possibly go. And it took uh, 49 minutes to get from one end to the other, right? So...
1: You know what? That's probably minute per minute, hour per hour.
0: Yeah, I think it is, too. I think that's what they've gone for. So you might think, well, 49 minutes, thats doesn't seem very long. Well, that <laughs> that is actually... That's just going one side to the other, so... In the game, there are some races that go all the way around America. And it even says when you choose in the race, don't choose this race unless you've got five hours to spare. It actually says, like, it's got a little time clock. So there are races that take five hours to race, which is my dream in a racing game. Because in a racing game, games are usually... A race is, like, five to ten minutes, maybe, at the most. This game, you can have a race that lasts five hours, which is... It's endurance, it's an endurance race, I and mean, you, you can pause it, you don't have to do a whole five hours in one go. But
1: well, you can't stop and go out and come back in at the same time. No, have-
0: you, you have to commit, like, I'm going to race this five hour race and see if I can win it. I find that awesome, like, because it'll be a race, like, it'll say it'll start in Chicago and it'll end in uh, Miami.
1: Okay, there are going to be people listening to this, I'm not being rude to you, people listening to this who are like, What the hell? What kind of asshole has five hours to sit on their butt playing a stupid video game? Ooh, must be nice to have five hours to sit around and do nothing. But if you think about how long a football game takes on a Sunday afternoon.
0: Five hours, probably.
1: It can, I mean, if you watch all afternoon football, if you start at noon and start watching whatever happens, or 10 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, you can start watching football games, pregame stuff, pregame stories, pregame this, everything, and then you watch all the afternoon until supper time, and maybe through supper time, that can be 8 to 10 hours. No, I... A baseball game can last five
0: hours. I haven't attempted a five-hour race. In fact, it actually intimidates me a little bit. <laughs> just the fact just that it. I could get two and a half hours in and be so far behind that I could never catch up or something. But I will do it eventually when my cars are leveled up. But it's an awesome prospect. I'm just excited to do that kind of thing. Um I did a race that was like 45 minutes yesterday. Um that was really fun. I mean, it was really fun because you start off in the forests and you end up in the desert because it was like um, Chicago to Vegas, I think. And you ended up in Vegas. And you're coming down this hill and it started to get sandy. And then just over the distance, you could see the casinos and the, all the buildings. It was just like, and you see the sign, Welcome to Las Vegas. And you head down the hill and you're like, I'm nearly there. You know, it, the landmarks are, all the famous landmarks are in there. I went to St. Louis, the arch is there. What else is... Oh, I went to New York and there's the Statue of Liberty. You know, the things that you expect to be there. But don't expect to go to New York in the game and it be identical to New York, because it's not. Right. It's just a city, and the famous landmarks are in it. But they've designed it so it's more fun to drive than a real New York, because in New York, you wouldn't really be driving (coughs) very fast. No. (laughs) So they've kind of stripped the traffic away and stuff. So that's the crew. It's from Ubisoft. It's out now. It's really fun. Um, another game that came out this week was Game of Thrones by Telltale. And I do have it. Ooh, we but we haven't it. played it yet. Um So we will play it at some we point. We should watch it. No, I should watch it. You'll watch it, it and I'll play, play <laughs> it. Yet. So uh, yeah, Game of Thrones Episode 1 is out now. Um, and yeah, we, we are going to play it soon and we'll talk about it when we do. Because Telltale games, we are fans of. So far, and third, I wanted to mention Tusk, but we already said that. So <laughs> yeah. that's everything for this week. So Sita, what's for dinner
1: tonight? Is going to be lentil curry, lentil soup out of a can. Jimmy be Amy's? I'm on a soup and sandwich thing lately. Fake bologna sandwich yet again. Fake bologna, as in I shouldn't say fake. It's real. It's not like our imagination. There's vegetable based bologna, Some which is based, really I good. Correct. Right. Mmm, things vegetable texture, vegetable protein. Oh. So that's TVP, not TTP. Or not TSP. am t-
0: not TLC. <laughs> well,
1: there'll be TLC involved. But no I TSP. Don't want no there's TSP, which is textured soy protein, which I don't know why everybody bitches and moans about it. Soybean and soy products are everywhere. Like, if you look at all your packaged foods,
0: yeah, I all of your the mixes lost,
1: and dips and sauces, hamburger uh, helper yeah. and everything that you buy that's packaged up that has multiple ingredients, there's going to be soy in there somewhere.
0: I was actually and really looking
1: soybeans.
0: HP sauce yesterday that you bought some of. It was soy was in there. Yeah. Too. Why
1: does everybody complain and they say, "Ugh, tofu." Mm. Tofu is soybeans.
0: It's in most things.
1: And soybeans are raised by many American farmers. And people who bitch about me being vegetarian and saying, "Oh well," because I even have meat producer people in my family. Yeah. I understand. So, just, um, so, what do you want the the cattle farmer to go broke? Well, what about the farmer farmers? You fucking idiot. Who do you think grows the food, the corn, that you feed to the animals that you eat? True. Farmer, farmer. So if I just buy the corn, why do you give a shit how I eat it? I'm either going to eat it as a rump roast or I'm going to eat it as a piece of corn. So get over yourself. Oh, that's so It's annoying. all money to the farmers. Yeah, so the soy, it isn't like this evil, weird product that someone's invented in a lab somewhere. It's a soy bean. So textured soy textured soy protein is just soybeans that have been dried and they pull out the protein and they make this textured stuff and then you can put it in other things. But that's not what the bolognese make. Some are, but this one isn't. And then I made macaroni and cheese.
0: And your advice is, before we leave?
1: My advice is this. This is heavy. (laughs) This is deep, kind of. Think about how the people who know you the best will remember you or how they would describe you when you're dead. Not now, like, oh, how would you describe me when I'm dead? Because people aren't going to be honest. They're not going to tell you the 100% truth. When you're dead, they don't, it doesn't matter. They're going to say whatever the truth is. And then think about people who barely know you, but they know you a little bit. Like, few interactions with you. Maybe that person at work that you meet at the coffee maker. Ha <laughs> ha Yeah. Had a few meetings with. Maybe the clerk at the store that you've had a little bit more interaction with. Just enough, you know, to know who you are. And if they don't match up. If the best things the people who love you the most say don't match up with the things that the stranger person would say, do you care? Do you care that the person at work has the exact same impression of you as the person who loves you deeply? Because if you do, I don't think that makes any sense. That means that you're trying to stretch yourself to the point of making the person that you barely know... Be your friend, be the person who thinks you're so fucking great and to know all the best things about you and to have high regard for you when it doesn't matter. That it only matters, should only matter, that the people who are in up close to you have that mixed with... Now, the people who know you most should also be able to say all the bad things. Like, oh my god, she can be a real asshole. She can be selfish. She can be up her own ass. These are things I'm sure people could say about me. She's a spoiled brat. She's very egotistical. She's megalomaniac. she can She loves looking at herself in the mirror. She loves listening to herself talk. The people who love me the most will say those things and a lot of really good things. I honestly don't give a shit. If the person at work has anything good to say about me, other than the actual interaction. If our working together suffers because of their opinion of me, I want to fix that and move on. Because I'm working, right? I want to get, I want to be productive at work. But I don't care what they think of me personally. I actually don't care. If a zombie apocalypse came and I was trapped at work with these people, then I might care. (laughs) Because they're going to become my whole universe, right? Like, that's reality. Well, I said it was deep. That's not deep, but... I just think when I meet people who care as much about what, like me at work, I know people who barely know me, but who try desperately to put on a certain sort of version of themselves that makes me charmed by them or like them in a certain way so that I have a certain impression of them. When I don't matter. Like, I I shouldn't matter to them. They shouldn't have to fake anything to me or, or walk away from me and go, oh, yeah. You know, that was hard work trying to make that person think I'm happy today when I actually feel like shit. Well, I'd rather know that you feel like shit. I'd rather know the worst things about you. You know, not like that you're a serial (laughs) killer, but, you know. I just think that if you're trying to please everyone and make everyone think you're Miss Wonderful or Mr. Wonderful, that you're doing a disservice to the people who actually matter because they deserve all that energy you're spending on other people. If you do it at your job, because people have to have a certain impression of you, so it's a matter of sort of survival in terms of your economics, I don't have a problem with that. That's different than the sort of benign day-to-day get-back-to-your-cubicle-when-you're-all-alone-and-take-a-deep-breath-and-be-like-oh-my-god-I'm-so-sick-of-being-nice-to-everybody. Well, don't be nice to everybody. Just be neutral. Or be flat. Or if somebody says, how are you today, and you feel like saying, ugh, I feel like shit, I'd rather go home, just say it. If that person doesn't like it, so what? They don't matter. It's not like you're poking them in the eye with a fork. <laughs> you're just telling them the truth, you know. So there you go. The so, advice is: don't try to please everybody all the time. Okay. Or you know, with with yourself, not with actions, but
0: right. Yeah.
1: Do you agree with that advice? Um, you're kind of British, so you all try to kiss everybody's ass all the time.
0: Kind of British. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, you're 100% British,
0: <laughs>
1: but you do have a certain like level of, I don't want anyone to ever think that I'm an asshole, ever, 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 which you're not, but I mean, who cares if people do?
0: All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> I want to remind you about our website, it's ascoli.com and sidtalk.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, you can email feedback to me at ascoli, ascoli.com or email talk. She's not an asshole, though.
1: Oh, I can be an asshole. Um, I mean, I have one, and I can act like an asshole. Not a problem. We all have one. Yeah.
0: All of us. You can um, catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, the RSS feed, or Stitcher.com, search for after the show, or go to Ascoly.com, click on the word podcast, and um, stay classy, Marvel, because uh, this was your classiest yet.
1: This is the difference between me and a lot of people. Either right before or right after I have w- have been or will be an asshole. I'll probably warn you. I'm about to say something really assholely. I'm fully aware of my assholeness. Not everybody can say that. Uh, and I'm going to say, think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, I'll do it for
0: you. I can't stop this feeling Deep inside of me Girl, you just don't realize